the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin-Williams. It's a great day in Apopka. It's a great day to be in Apopka Blue Darter. Here with John Perry, Joe Ferraro. Looking forward to being joined by Coach Darlington a little bit later at Porky's. And, of course, we'll be having lunch after the show. Talking Blue Darter football. Pop goes on the road tonight at Winter Park in a key second-round playoff game. We're coming off of a great 54-21 victory on the road at Sanford Seminole last week. Winter Park coming off of a 48-21 win over Port Orange Spruce Creek last week. Before we go back to John and Joe, I do want to let you know that Blue Dart Sports Central is sponsored by our friend Dr. Patrick St. Germain, St. Germain Chiropractic, and BurnFatOrlando.com. Dr. Patrick St. Germain has been voted best chiropractor for now six years in a row. And Dr. Patrick St. Germain has worked with all le- levels of athletes, athletes from all levels, from elite high school and college athletes to professional athletes to Olympic champions. So when you're in pain, call Dr. St. Germain at 855-WHEN-IN-PAIN. That's 855-WHEN-IN-PAIN. Dr. Patrick St. Germain, proud to support Blue Daughter Athletics on Apopka's hometown radio station. Now let's go back to John and, and to Joe. And, um, you know, John, what do you, um, from, can you, is there, is there more you, you can uh, tell us about Winter Park? Well, I know, I know their, their defense has been very good in uh, turnovers. And we talked about the defense. And, and you know, the, the numbers they've given up, they're, they're pretty, I mean, pretty solid. But their numbers in terms of giving up yardage doesn't stand out and you, you just your eyes pop open. But their, in, their turnovers do. I think they've recovered 17 fumbles uh, and uh, I think 21 interceptions, I think, are the numbers, if I recall off the top of my head. Now, <laughs> they won't get a chance to do too much interception-wise tonight, and if they do, then uh, Apopka's got other problems uh, if Apopka's throwing the ball that much. Um, you know, so, you know, not that they might not get an interception, but uh, they're not going to be able to pack on a bunch of them. Uh, you know, the the fumble was, was something that had been an issue at times during the season. It's been getting better for Apopka. It's been, you know, last week had no fumbles. And, and of course, didn't lose any. Uh, had the one interception, and that was that was a great pick for by the kid. He made a great great catch on that. Um, but but the bottom line is, uh, one of Park's defense has, has thrived on on turning teams over, and that that kind of stuff is just is huge. I mean, it's like a Popka had the, you know, uh, was it uh, two fumbles and, and two interceptions last week? Well, I believe it was key elements of the yeah, game. Yeah, and and especially you know those last two, you know, were were were. Uh, touchdowns for a Popka defensively and so you know those just blew the doors wide open off the game and and uh, not that a Popka was in danger of losing at that point but it just was you know an emotional boost and and just 
uh, crushed any hope that Seminole had. So, because um, their passing game, they were pretty quick strike. They could have, you know, made it a little uncomfortable for Apopka at that point. But, uh, you know, that's what Winter Park does is, is they, they – I think it's more bend, don't break, and turn them over uh, kind of defense as opposed to just shutting them down. And, and you know, yeah, with a popka, it's you, you have to defend the run and not really worry about the pass. But, of course, then they'll throw in the pass when you least expect it, too. And and, and sometimes, it, you know, a, a defensive back's eye, eyeballs are, as coaches like to say now, eye discipline, and, and they're, they're in the backfield instead of on the guy who ran just the tight end maybe who ran just ran past them, and, and maybe they don't score 60-yard uh, touchdown pass but uh, because of teams, uh, because of lack of speed at the receiver position. But, uh, you know, when you're gaining 20 and 30 yards, that's, that's obviously a, a pretty good play, too. So um, I would expect that that Winter Park will load the box, um, you know, defensively. Why not? That's what you have to do pretty much. Uh, maybe more like Winter Park or like what Kaiva did, maybe more along that plan. Although uh, Winter Park, um, uh, you know, in, in 2013, the last two times, the last time the two teams played, you know, it was a, uh, I believe it was a second round playoff game. A Popka won 31 7. Yeah, they held us uh, to fewer I remember, points than anybody yes, else did. And, exactly. And, it, and it, it felt that way. It was very much that kind of game. I, I, I did not go back and look at any stats or anything, but I do know that, that when a park played a Popka as as solid defensively as that game. It was more of a struggle. It was not a, a 31 to 7 game early. Uh, it didn't feel like that. Um, and so, you know, the, the Winter Park, um, I'm sure will throw up the same type of, of, of scheme. I mean, why not? You know, they, they played Apopka pretty well that night. Uh, and, you know, Apopka didn't didn't push them all over the field like, like maybe they did last week and a couple other games this season against other teams. And so, um you know, I would I would expect that that Winter Park will will give that kind of defensive effort, and then you know, offensively they've got to move the chains um, and and keep Apopka's offense off the field. Uh, you know, that's sometimes the best defense is is watching those you know watching your own offense on stay on the field and and move the chains. And obviously, you got to put points on the board. And if you if you're making big plays, well, that's okay too. If you're scoring in 30 seconds instead of five minutes, but theoretically, you want that five or six minute drive and end it with a with a touchdown, and and then uh, you know keep keep the chains moving for yourself and, and keep the other offense that's pretty high powered off the uh, off the field. We're speaking with John Perry on Blue Daughter Sports Central. Joe Ferraro is here. Look forward to being joined by Coach Darlington a little bit later. And then after the show, having lunch with a bunch of Blue Darter fans and great people up here at Porky's to get our weekend started off just right. Officially, Porky's is the official place to start your weekend in a popka at lunch every week, on every Friday. Now, um, in, John, we're just going to just... Um, talk to you we'll get a couple of here minutes here before we go to break and coaches on the way and anything else that you'd like to well, one thing i want to make too just um one more about the game aspect of the game is that 
the winner of this game, Apopka versus Winter Park, will play the winner of Wekaiva versus Boone. That's being played tonight over at Wekaiva. And I think that adds a lot of spice to, to the game as well. You know, certainly um, you know, I think Wekaiva will definitely go into that game as a favorite. They annihilated um, what seemingly had been a good Lake Mary team. 51 to nothing last week. So, anyway, you could have another Apopka week have a rematch, which, uh, you know, certainly will add some spice to life in Apopka. Yeah, but, but first, we've got to get past this game first. But the bottom line, the winner of this game will play the winner of week have a boom. Right, yeah. And, and you know, the way the way things are set up, when, and once the seedings were confirmed, we knew that that's the way it would be. Uh, and last year, we went into the way things were set up. It would have been a second-round rematch uh, between Apopka and Wekaiva, and both of them lost. So it, uh, neither one of them made it past the yeah, first round. I don't, last I don't year. like to do a lot of speculation because no, uh, no, no. usually the speculation never turns out like people are, uh, are thinking it's going to. Absolutely, uh, and and you know it, you can make arguments why it shouldn't have happened, but it did, and uh, so. Uh, yeah, but that that is a potential potential uh, a rematch there on uh, the day after Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, would be a very Black Friday for one of those two teams that didn't that didn't get past it. As long as they get past tonight, that's that's the key. And you, you mentioned a little bit, kind of touched on it earlier. You know about you know distributing the ball. You know, very teamwork atmosphere, and that's one thing. Can you, from your insights here, we got about two minutes before our break. Um, you know, just the part about the, the teamwork aspect of a popular blue water football under Coach Darlington, because I think that's a huge part of the culture of the program, of the program that, that you know, the typical fan really doesn't see. You know, they see the, the games, they see the, the film on huddle, they see the, the write-ups in the paper. But, you know, a huge part of, of, of our culture with Coach Darlington's leadership is just the incredible concept of, 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 of teamwork on the team. Yeah, and and that that goes in all aspects, and, and not just the, the on the field. You know, it's off the field as well, and 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 that type of thing. But uh, you know, on the field, <laughs> that is the the single wing, and I mentioned earlier the deception, the moving, the the the, the motion. Um, it's all a. It's got a. It's it's all based on timing, and and if a player is not going in motion at the right time, or somebody doesn't spin correctly, you know that type of thing, then. You know, you're gonna. There's gonna be you know situations where the the offense doesn't move the ball because uh, the guys up front are blocking a certain way, and if and if a guy's late to the hole, then it can close in a hurry. And and other situations where and you see this some in the zone read there with with the spread teams where a quarterback is making the decision on whether to hand the ball off or not, and either he lets it go and the running back thinks he's going to take it or. Or he's trying to to pull it, and the running back's trying to pull it too, and the ball ends up on the ground. And and you know the the single wing is is so much more complex from that standpoint. It's a it's a simple offense, and in, in, you know in terms that it's over a hundred years old. But when you don't see it, and but yet from the Apopka side, it's it's got to be a well-oiled machine, and they they run these plays and run these plays, and the, because they've run these plays for so many years now, and they run them so often in practice, that's why they're effective. Is because the the offensive line knows what they're doing, and so do the running backs and, and that type of thing. Oh yeah, the details are very intricate and precise. Anyway, we're going to go to our next break. When we come back, we look forward to being joined by Coach Darlington on Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams coming to you live from Porky's. Come on up and see us for lunch. We'll be right back. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now here's Roger. 
Welcome back to Blue Garden Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. It's a great day throughout Central Florida. It's a great day in Apopka. It's a great day to be in Apopka Blue Darter. We're coming to you live from Porky's Original Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka. Joe Ferraro's here, joined by John Perry, the Apopka Chief and Planner. And now we're pleased to be joined by Coach Darlington. And you, Coach, you know, was the game last week on the road versus a district champion, Sanford Seminole, a team that had only lost one regular season game over two years, and you wound up with 54 to 21 victory and a game where we had 439 yards rushing, the most we'd had all year. Obviously, the running game was you know, worked very well. Can you you know, share your, your your thoughts on on the game last week, especially the the offense, you know, consistently being you know performing at a high level? Well, you know, we went in the playoffs as a five seed and. I think that we had the worst record of all the eight teams in the region at seven and three. Um, but because we played such a strong schedule, we got a five seed, and I think that's helped us in playoff games. You know, because when you play Lakeland and Dr. Phillips and West Orange and Boone, and you know, there there have been some good teams we played, and so we didn't win all those games. But I thought we were getting used to a high level competition, Miami, New Orleans, Mainland. You know, there hadn't been a lot of weak games on the schedule. And I think we're playing our best ball right now. You know, going back and looking at film earlier in the year, we're blocking a lot better right now than we were earlier in the year. So, you know, uh, you know, Seminole has a really dangerous team, but they hadn't played us since 2008. You know, and so, you know, it, it's, it's sometimes difficult to defend us the first time that you try to do so. And so it was a good night for us. And then, it you know, the score is a little misleading because at the beginning of the fourth quarter, I believe it was 28-21. And I remember we scored and we missed the extra point, and I was in a sheer panic about we're going to lose by a point. You know, should we go for two next time? You know, and it turned out that we didn't need it. They didn't score again. You know, our defense scored twice. And that's, you know, always a, a way to open up a game is you get defense or special team scores, and we did that. So good game on both sides, and their quarterback was really a good player. He's a freshman, and he was dangerous and scary. They got a lot of good players. And so, you know, I think that it was a good win versus a big team, versus a good team in the in, the, in round one, and you know, like we always say, you get to get to play again. Just win one game a week, and you get to keep playing. In fact, I kept, couldn't help but think in those last two touchdowns, those defensive touchdowns, it might have been a little karma involved in that one, but I'll pick that up later after the show. But um, they beat us fifty-nine to nothing over there in '63, so I think they, I think I they came back to haunt them a little bit <laughs> last Friday. But um. Wanted to, you know, and talking about the defense, you know, we talked about the offense. Defense, as I mentioned to John earlier, I saw a little, a little irony in that, you know, last week, we, last year we played Timber Creek in the in the first round of the playoffs. You know, we Stanford Seminole this year. Stanford Seminole's known for their passing game. As you said, they got that excellent freshman quarterback, throw the ball a lot. Um, seemed like this year we shut down or, or, or thwarted, you know, slowed down an excellent passing team. Whereas last year, you know, we you know, lost to a a team, you know, throwing the ball that wasn't known as a passing team, but I mean, I, I, somewhere I guess see a commentary on on the improvement of the of the pass defense. Yeah, I thought our pass defense has been good all year. You know, I mean, when you look at the the games that we lost, we weren't getting scorched on post routes and stuff like we were last year. And the games we lost was because we made mistakes in the special teams, and uh, and, and, and 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 had some turnovers. 
So I can't sit there and look at a game of our three losses where, oh, man, they just threw all over us. You know, we have given up some games where they threw for a lot of yards. You know, Sanford did. Oak Ridge did. But they're not getting a lot of points. You know, because I think it's hard to score a lot of points if you're just a passing team. And look at Oak Ridge. You know, they tried to pass the run the ball like one time. And Sanford didn't try to run it a lot. And so it's like if you just give up on the run, usually that doesn't lead to victory. Last year against Timber Creek, it did. That was kind of an anomaly, we hope. But, you know, Winter Park's good at both. You know, they can run it. They can pass it. And so they're going to be really dangerous. So we got to be, be on point on both phases of the game tonight. And then speaking of Winter Park, of course, game's 730 tonight over at Winter Park, Larry Gurgu Stadium at Walter Field. Um. What can you tell us about them? I, what you know, I guess generally what I know about them is they kind of hang their hat on defense. They're proud, very proud of their defense. Coach Shiflet is a defensive guy, and you know, interesting makes for an interesting game to observe because we you know, we're, have a high-powered offense and they're more of a defensive-oriented team. Can you what can you tell us about how do, how do you see them and what can you tell us about them? I think they're good on both sides of the ball and special teams. You know, they're obviously 11 and 0, and uh, they're the number one team in the region. And so uh, they're, they're, they're just a really good football team. But, again, you know, everyone we play is going to be a f- good football team from here on out. I, you know, we're not going to see someone and we say, well, they, were, they just stink. How'd they get in here? <laughs> you know, that doesn't really happen at this point. You know, so, yeah, they're good on both sides of the ball. And, of course, they're coming in 10-0, and and they're at the number one seed in, in the region, actually. Uh, actually, 11-0 and after their playoff game last week. Now, I saw something kind of on Facebook last night that got my attention. I wanted to – ask you about it and was and John may have seen this in fact our, you know, Dan LaForest who's a former pocket player quarterback actually posted an article he'd read somewhere where it talked about how in the game of football in general even all the way up from high school all the, all the way to pros there's um, much practices are much less physical now he talked about specific drills certain you know, people say they don't even do the Oklahoma drill for example anymore things like that Whereas, you know, our style of play, your style of play with the single wing, it is a physical style of play. Very much so. As you've talked about before, a lot of these teams are doing the spread, which isn't a physical style of play. Um, can, you, can you talk about how that may you know, be an advantage for us, you know, playing some of these oh, I teams? I think it very much is, you know, and I can't predict how it's going to be tonight, but against Seminole, you know, after a couple series, those D linemen had their hands on their hips and they were tired and, you know, we're going no huddle and trying to go fast and, and uh, running the same thing off tackle over and over again, and and, and again, that's that's schematically it's one thing to defend it. It's, it's tough schematically because we're putting so many blockers at the point of attack. But more than the scheme is the physicality of it. You know, when you run a spread offense, you don't practice or play against that type of. Of, of, of football, and so it can be very frustrating for a defense if they want to get off the field and get the ball back to their offense and go play catch some more. Where we won't let them do that, you know. We want to have that perfect 16-play, 80-yard drive that takes up a lot of clock and ends in a touchdown. So, yeah, I think our style of play is very uh, much an anomaly in the way the game is played today, and hopefully that does continue to work as an advantage for us. We we mean it to. <laughs> And, and speaking of last week, I couldn't help but think you know, saw some parallels between 2012 and 2014 in that you know, the first playoff game, or once we got into postseason, it seemed like the team just operated much more efficiently than maybe it had you know, some games during the regular season. Yeah, I think the playoffs are a whole, a whole other deal. You know, we, uh, when you get in there, it's a new season. You know, only one game matters. And uh, – you know, the fact that we've 
had some playoff success, I think helps us. Now, our freshmen, our, our seniors were freshmen the last time, you know, that we won state. You know, so when they were sophomores, we were we were two rounds and done. Then last year we were one and done. So they haven't had the long playoff runs as players, but our program has, our coaches have, our community has, and it's something that we expect. And not in an overconfident way, but that's just where our expectations are. We want to go deep in the playoffs, be playing over Thanksgiving, and hopefully, hopefully longer. And speaking of freshmen, it's kind of made me think, and I've yeah, we've talked about this before, but you know, we have new listeners every week too. I think it's been a while. Just the the building of the program. The I mean, I know that everything you do, you have a reason for doing it. Um, but especially, you've talked about before about how that freshman year is so crucial to just a player becoming adapt, adapting to the program, learning the things you expect, and, and how important the, the freshman year is for the individual players and, and the freshman team is to the program. It is. You know, our freshmen haven't lost to another freshman team in 12 years, you know, and that's something we take pride in. You know, we, we every year we, 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 we try to we coach the freshmen on Thursday night. Our staff, varsity staff does, and we work with them in practice and some periods of practice and uh, try to keep them all together, you know, keep them away from playing youth football. I think youth football is great up to eighth grade. When you're in high school, you need to play high school football because then we're able to stay on them with discipline. And I'm really proud of this fact. We brought about 12 freshmen up to varsity after their season was over. They're still with us for the playoffs. And on the report cards of those 12 freshmen, there was not a single DRF. Nice. And that's a total of, you think, about probably about 80, 80 let me see, about 84 to 90 grades when you t- figure seven grades a kid per 12 kids. That's a lot of possible grades that have no Fs, no Ds. That's unheard of. You know, freshmen normally are the ones that get Ds and Fs. And so we're really proud of those guys. And, again, we didn't bring them up just because they're academics. We brought them up because we felt they're going to be players that are going to be able to help us hopefully next year. So the fact that we're having our best freshmen up and they're getting good grades, that's really a good thing. So I'm proud of that. And, uh, Hopefully those guys will contribute next year. You know, one's been contributing this year. Eric Wright has started some games and played a bunch and rushed for over 500 yards. So we're glad to have him back for three more years. Absolutely. Talking about building a program, I just got to think that's got to be an incredible thrill for those guys as freshmen just to dress out and wear a Blue Dart uniform during a playoff game. It's something I'm sure it's going to stay with them, and they're going to want to get, get more of that well, get more so. of that taste in their mouth. You hope they look at it upon as an honor. And we can't dress the same ones every week because we have, like, about 64 kids right now. You're allowed to dress 60. And so we change the travel roster every week. And the other ones still get to go with us. But, you know, it's an honor just to be a part of it. You know, and if as far as we go, you know, they're, they're, they're right there with us. That's great. We've got about a minute to go. Is it correct, Joe? About two minutes. John, do you have a question or comment for Coach or comment you'd like to make? Oh, no, I know we talked earlier in the week, but uh, from what I see about Winter Park, defensively anyways, they hang their hat on a lot of turnovers and, and you know interceptions and fumbles and that time. I mean, it's pretty important for y'all to, to, to keep the ball and, and – you know, I think so. I, I, th- I think you'll be able to move it on them some, maybe yeah. not like last week, but uh, yeah. yeah any, with that 2013 uh, playoff game, do 
you expect them pretty much to throw the same type of defense at you on that? We've looked at that game. Right. We definitely prepared for that because the two different fronts they ran that game were very unusual. We don't see those every week. Right. So I'm glad we looked at it. And ironically, we, we, we looked at those fronts last week just thinking maybe Seminole would try something like that. Right. And I hadn't even thought about Winter Park, and we put on the Winter Park game from 2013 on Sunday afternoon. I go, Daggum, look at those two fronts we just practiced. That's what they ran against us then. And that was a tough game. You know, I think that was our lowest scoring playoff game. Right. And, uh, you know, the week before we scored 77. Right. And, uh, and, and they held us to 31. And I remember it was just a real tough physical game. So they could, but by this time of the year, I don't think there, anyone's going to throw anything at us we haven't seen before and we'll be able to adjust to. You know, and it comes back down to not schemes, but the physicality of being able to block the man who lines up in front of you, right. you know, whatever position you play. Right. Yeah. Just one more question quickly. Of course, you know, we've had some guys miss um, games this year, injuries, guys in the backfield. How, do, how are we looking in terms of? Uh, Offensively, everyone's healthy. Defensively, uh, Chance Bush, I guess would say, would be questionable. He pulled the hamstring against Oak Ridge and uh, played a little bit against Seminole, but not very effectively, and we had to pull him back out. So, you know, don't know if he'll be able to play or not, but uh, I believe everyone else is, is ready to go. Coach, great. Thanks for being here to join us at Porky's, and friends, we invite you to come on up and join us as well after the show. We'll be over at Winter Park tonight kickoff 7 30 p.m blue darters play the winter park wildcats and coach anything else you'd like to share We've got about nope, a minute so hopefully we'll get a good crowd over there and be able to get a win and keep on playing one point i'll throw in quickly as i said before the winner of winter park apopka will play the winner of Wekiva versus boone and that game's going on tonight as well all in class 8a region one we just want to thank you thanks john for being here thanks coach joe thank you thanks to Alan in the studio, or is it Jeff? No, it's Alan. It's Alan. And uh, that's going to be it for Blue Dart Sports Central today. We invite you to come on up and see us at Porky's Original Barbecue, Apopka. And, of course, Porky's, as we know, is the, the official place to start your weekend every Friday at lunch with us right here on Blue Dart Sports Central. And before we go, I want to give another shout-out to our friends, Dr. St. Germain and Fortador Solutions. We've voted best in Apopka once again. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you at Winter Park tonight. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.